Welcome to Self-Styled Life, the podcast designed to support professional women to aim high in their careers and create lives that are way beyond just fine. I'm Janelle Wiesack, a certified life and style coach. I also happen to have 30 years experience and counting in the corporate world. I've learned a thing or two over the years and today I support my clients to create tailor-made self-styled lives which they do using my signature framework that intentionally combines clarity, mindset and action. In these episodes I'll be sharing the concepts, tools and techniques to help you get clear and confident about the career and life you want, dance with your self-doubt and take the next step towards your dreams and goals. These same approaches have supported my clients to create incredible change in their lives My clients have tapped into their strengths, built their self-belief, and learned to live life their way. And now, it's your turn. You deserve more than a life that's fine. You deserve true fulfillment and days that feel fabulous. You deserve your very own self-styled life. Hello, hello, fabulous humans. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Self-Styled Life podcast with me, your host, Janelle Wiesack. And that's true whether this is your very first listen or if you've been listening along with me for ages. Please know that I am so, so grateful that you're here and that I really hope that the things I share here on the podcast support you, even if that's in the smallest way. As for today's episode, I can tell from my notes that this is going to be a personal episode and potentially more of a ramble than a coaching episode, even though I do want to share some coaching tips with you today. Some episodes that I share here have barely any notes, but that's not true of this episode. I've been googling synonyms, going back through old self-styled life transcripts and crafting coaching tools, all of the things. But I'm okay to see where this goes because the subject's been on my mind lately and I'm really keen to share it here with all of you. So let's dive in. If you haven't been following along on Instagram, you might have missed the fact that Scotty and I have been traveling in New Zealand recently. I'm a massive travel lover and we get away as often as we can. There's so much to love about being on vacation. The new adventures, experiences and tastes are, of course, right up there. But then there's the space. One of the things that I love most about vacations is the space. Space for wandering, space for lying in, space for reading books and stopping at every single lookout on your road trip, which I can promise you I think Scotty did. And also, though, then there's the space for thinking and contemplating and really assessing all of the things. One of the things that I've been contemplating is my very own deeply held practice of self-styling your life. Yep, the very idea that this podcast is actually named for. The whole concept of self-styled life came up for me about two years ago now, and I remember talking to my coach, Ali, about it. At the time, everything I spoke about in my coaching business was anchored back to having a fulfilled and fabulous life, and that's still an underlying concept of much of this work. But back in 2021, when the idea of self-styled life was born, I was under a lot of pressure to choose between my growing coaching business and my corporate career. But there was actually no way in the world I could choose between them. 
and I promise you I tried. On the surface, it makes no sense that a 50-year-old woman would be choosing to still grow a corporate career full-time and steadily grow a coaching practice part-time. I've sat with giving either or both up, and I always land back in the same place. I'm passionate about the impact my coaching work makes, and I still love the work that I do with corporate, even after three decades. So I decided to go with the end strategy that I'm always talking about with my coaching clients and keep both of these things in my life. I faced into the fact that I wanted to style things my way, no matter what anyone else thought I should be doing or how it looked on the surface. And so I floated the concept of self-styled life with Ellie, who was very quick to point out how much clarity I seemed to have about the idea. And she was right. I wanted to give others permission to do things their way. And given how much I love styling, fashion and interiors, I was also pretty happy with the nod to style that I managed to sneak in there too. In the very first episode of the Self-Styled Life podcast, I talked about the fact that building your self-belief is at the heart of a self-styled life. And that when you're living a self-styled life, you fill it with beautiful humans, experiences and objects that bring you joy and fulfillment. I went on to say, this is true for all elements of your life, for your career, your relationships, your creativity, your finance and your well-being. It's an and strategy rather than an or strategy. It's not about having a great career and a dodgy home life, nor should you be sacrificing your professional or creative success because you chose to have kidlets. I promise you it's more than okay to be thriving in all areas of your life. When you decide to live a self-styled life, you write your own rules and set your own limits. You start to let go of the endless comparison that's ingrained into so many of us from a young age. I'm sure you've heard that Theodore Roosevelt quote about comparison being the thief of joy. But the funny thing is that our entire societies are set up in a way that drives us to compare. From the minute we're born, our vital statistics are compared against other babies. Our education systems actually rank us in terms of academic performance, and that ranking can impact the decisions we make about our futures. Later in life, our bank balances, our incomes, or the size of our homes tells the world where we fit in on some artificial scale. Letting go of comparison and measuring your progress against your own success criteria is a big part of styling your own life. When you choose to self-style your life, you build the skills to deal with the self-protective behaviours like perfectionism, procrastination and people-pleasing that get triggered by self-doubt. You're regularly giving yourself permission to say, I'm okay to do life my way. And life feels vibrant, authentic and awesome as you start taking action that build competence and ultimately confidence and self-belief. And of course then, surprise, surprise, I then went on to talk about clarity, mindset and action. Now, I still absolutely believe with all of my heart that everything I shared in that very first episode is true. But my work and thinking in this area will always be a work in progress. And two years down the track, I've come to realise that I missed talking about at least one really big benefit of building your self-belief and living a self-styled life. And that element is ease or more specifically, being and feeling at ease with yourself, your life, and your world. Now, you all know that I love a good definition, 
and if you type the words at ease into your favourite online thesaurus, you'll be rewarded with synonyms like confident, self-assured and peaceful. And given the story I shared earlier about my work originally being anchored to things being fulfilled and fabulous, I'm sure you're not surprised that I smiled when the word fulfilled also popped up in that online search. And although I talked about self-belief being at the centre of my self-styled life framework, I didn't go on to talk about how things feel when you actually build that self-belief. Subconsciously, I've probably been calling it out. I mean, Lead With Ease, my intimate group program for professional women who are ready to up-level their leadership so that they can silence their self-doubt, confidently take on workplace challenges, increase their income and become the leader they know they're meant to be, covers, you know, uses that word ease. And at its heart, the program is intentionally built to help leaders feel more confident, self-assured and peaceful. But I don't think I've ever talked about being at ease overtly. And that's something I really want to change. Partly because I'm starting to get a bit over the rhetoric that comes with hustle culture. Work hard, lots of hours, all of that kind of messaging. And partly because my heart keeps breaking anytime I see a woman either burn out or walk out because she doesn't have the tools available to help her navigate a tough patch in her career. But mostly I want to start talking more about this because it seems that women everywhere in my world, in my coaching practice and in my professional world and in my personal world, are really craving that feeling of ease right now. It's been a big few years in every way imaginable and it makes sense that we want to feel more peace, confidence and ease and that perhaps we'd like things to feel slower and quieter too. Now, here comes the disclaimer, because like I say in so many of these podcast episodes, I need to be careful here. When I say ease, I'm not necessarily talking about things being simple or even easy. Sometimes, some of the things that leave us feeling confident, peaceful and easeful are actually blooming tricky to execute and can sometimes even be hard. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't chase after them. Those long-term feelings of peace, confidence and self-assuredness are well worth the short-term discomfort that it sometimes takes to achieve them. But with that disclaimer said, I want to start sharing more about the benefits of building your self-belief and how a very big one of those is feeling more at ease with yourself, your life and the world around you. And I want to give you some coaching tools to support you too. And like I said in the intro to this episode, I want to start sharing on this topic right away. And after taking a bit more time to contemplate it, I think the best place for us to start is by identifying some of the places where things feel out of ease in our lives. We can't fix what we don't know about, so getting clarity on where things are feeling uneasy gives us a great starting place for building our self-belief in a single area or a single facet of our lives. And just a reminder for anyone new here, self-belief is built in baby steps. So think of what you're doing here as identifying the very first baby step that you can take to bring more ease into your life. So how are we going to get this clarity? The place I always suggest my clients start is with their triggers. And that's because our triggers teach us so much about ourselves. For example, a conversation that triggers jealousy might 
show you something that you really want to have in your life, but you've been telling yourself you can't have, and that's making you feeling uneasy or out of alignment. Likewise, a comment that triggers you to start telling yourself a story about what you should have done can help uncover old programming or beliefs that you're still carrying around. Remember that triggers come up too when one of our rules is broken. Whenever I get triggered these days, I always take an extra moment to double check where and when I actually enshrined the rule. Nine times out of ten, the rule isn't actually one I still believe in, and yet it's still driving that feeling of unease in my life. My best tip is to carry a little notebook with you if you're an analogue kind of human or to start a separate folder in a note-taking app on your phone if you do better with all things digital. For a week or so, just note down any time you feel triggered or activated. As per my earlier examples, those triggers might be a pang of jealousy or an urge to chuck your phone out the window when someone posts something fabulous on social media. Or it could be that judgmental or opinionated comment that runs through your head when one of your rules is broken. Now, don't do anything further here than just note it down as your very first step. Don't try to judge anything or draw any big conclusions. The magic comes later when we go looking for patterns that come up over the long term. It's the patterns that we see over a longer period of time that really signpost what we're looking for here because they generally point to something deeper rather than a passing fancy. We want to find that niggle, that tiny stone in your shoe type agitation, and we can only do that with time. Once we've uncovered the stone, then you're really clear on something that will make you feel more at ease with yourself, your life or your world. You can start taking the mindset and action steps you need to create transformation. Okay, fabulous humans, that's it for today's episode. I hope it gave you something to contemplate more deeply when you have a moment. And now let's see how I go at recapping this one. Okay, so first of all, building our self-belief remains at the heart of self-styling your life, but it's also the key to feeling at ease with yourself, your life and the world. Secondly, You'll be hearing me talk a lot more about this topic across all of my channels because I believe it's something that women in this community and everywhere are really craving right now. And finally, tracking your triggers can give you lots of clarity on where things feel out of ease in your life, which of course is the starting point for transforming that dis-ease into ease. Thank you again for joining me for this episode of Self-Styled Life. If you found this episode helpful, please hit the follow or subscribe button so you can stay up to date when the latest episodes are released here on the podcast. And if you felt called to leave a five-star review, well, that would mean the world to me. I'll be back real soon with another episode. But until then, please, please stay fabulous. <music>